A judgey blast. Aaron Judge has hit his 56th home run. Were you, in fact, perhaps the masked singer? I, I wasn't masked, and I'm not a singer, so <laughs> that, that wouldn't really fit my profile. I'm basically good at one thing, which is throwing passes. Other than that, I'm basically worthless. Swung on, there it goes. Deep left field, it is high. Not as far. It has gone out of the building. The second home run of the night for Judge. His 57th of the year. And uh, all I remember, they tore down them, them goalposts out there. <laughs> um, so they tore down, <laughs> tore down the goalpost in Norman, Oklahoma, which we know they don't do. Working Man Wednesday here on the T-Row in the Morning Show, September 14. Toby and TJ back with you. We're brought to you every day by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Uh, this is the ref, the home of Sooner fans. We are midway to Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, our whole crew will be headed up Friday. Uh, I'll be doing the show Friday en route all three hours. Of the plan is anyway. Well, it's going to uh, go what we're going to do. Hopefully, uh, technologically, I've figured this out, TJ, where it sounds good. But we'll see. I would imagine uh, going through Kansas, I'm not always going to have a great signal, so we shall see how it goes. But en route, the entire T-Row in the morning show on Friday. Uh, I'm going up with Dad this weekend, Teach. Uh, I thought that would be cool. He's going up. Uh, I didn't want him to drive by himself. Plus, I want to share the memory, you know. I mean, it's OU Nebraska. It's in Lincoln. He's never been to a game in Lincoln before. Uh, so this is going to be really, really cool for him to get to experience that. And I want to experience it with him. So I'm driving up with dad and we're going to do the show and he's going to drive. I'm not going to try to do the show while I'm driving. I'm going to sit in the back and uh, do the show and, uh, ride in, in the Papa T-Mobile while we head. Now, did you invite yourself? What if dad just wanted a road trip alone and then, uh, son hopped in and, uh, kind of stole his, uh, weekend bliss. Sure, he's all right with this. I asked him that. Okay. <laughs> I said I would really like to go with you, unless you would rather be alone. Which really puts him behind the eight ball. I mean, what's he absolutely say at that point? <laughs> yeah, right? no, son, I don't want to. Son, son, I don't want to be, be alone. with you. <laughs> no, I mean, come on. Who? Uh, why wouldn't you want to be with me, Teach? I'm a I'm a party on wheels. So. <laughs> 
He's uh, like, great. I had my podcast all laid out. Now I've got to drive listening to the T Row in morning show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that was, he had his seven hours of listening planned, and now he's, right. I ruined it for him. Um, uh, Drake, can I just use the tie line, Drake, or do I need a Comrex? Drake's asking if I need a Comrex. Drake, I'd gladly take whatever you think would work best. I was just going to take what I got here uh, with me and plug it into what you, you know, you let me know, Drake, what you think is best. You're the engineer. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, Friday, and then we got the whole OEC Fiber Football Friday. We'll have our uh, our picks and TJ's gut and uncle and all that kind of stuff coming up all day long. It'll be a big day. And then Saturday morning, bright and early, 7 a.m., we'll be at the stadium, Teddy Plank and I, to get your game day started. We'll pass it off to the other guys who will be, who knows, middle of parking lots, it sounds like. I don't know what they're going to be doing. It's going to be fun, though, as we get you set for – uh, another visit, another battle with the Big Reds in Lincoln, Nebraska. Oh, just had deja vu with that opening what? segment there. What? You what? breaking that down, the stuff you said, Drake wanting to know if you wanted the Comrex. I've, uh, I've felt lived, I've lived, felt lived that. I've lived it before, yeah. Back in your, maybe in your crime-riddled life, <laughs> you remember this conversation? At some point, I had, I, I had this dream, yeah. So you said something interesting earlier today. You were well, nervous that's good. about that's this. That's a first. Yeah, finally. Uh, you're nervous about this game, but hearing Mickey Joseph made you less nervous. He seemed more nervous than me. <laughs> so it, his in his voice, I felt someone's overwhelmed is what it sounded like to me. And that made you feel better that their coach is overwhelmed. That, and I've heard some things about him and why he may not have had opportunities before. So, Oh, like what? I don't know if it's for airwaves. Oh, that is it's for not my, for it's, airwaves. It's, it's for my sources and my sources alone. Oh, um, boy, here we go. TJ sources again. <laughs> no, someone around here that said something about why they had heard and he may not have had opportunities in the past. Any he, idea? He, he, may have, he may like to it's party a little bit, so upper deck going to be open at Memorial Stadium on uh, Saturday. Teach? From what I'm hearing, yes, yes, I believe <laughs> okay. they are going to sell those tickets. All right. So I was uh, right about that on the spring game. By the way, <laughs> people can sit there and play games with me. Okay. Uh huh. Uh, all right. So your source, your Mickey Joseph sources, are telling you not to worry about this now he's, he's yeah. overwhelmed yeah, and like i said i heard it in his voice i'm like this dude's well let's hear it dude's overwhelmed let's see if we can hear what tj heard here's mickey joseph yesterday at his first press conference as interim head coach what are you guys doing today so right now my number one focus and the staff focus is the boys is the players that we make sure that they're okay I appreciate Trev and administration for showing faith in me to lead the program. This is about Nebraska football. It's bigger than me than anyone else. And I want y'all to understand that. It's bigger than me than anyone else. I want to thank the fans for continuing to support us. And, and to ride with us and to stay with us through thick and thin, you, they, they've done that. I want you to know this is a, a great opportunity for me and my family. We understand that. We're here to represent the University of Nebraska 
to the fullest. Any questions? Any questions? Um, there was a lot of, uh, I could tell, wanting to, you know, take a deep breath. There were nerves there. He's nervous. He's nervous. And he took quotes directly from Coaching, 101, uh, Coaching for Dummies 101 and just wrote down some quotes. It's bigger than me. Bob said that. That was good. Mm-hmm. I saw Bob say that. Um, you know, it's about the boys. I'm going to write that one down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's nervous. Well, I imagine that's true. It's a mess up there right now, right? I mean, <laughs> it's a mess, but sometimes messes uh, get cleaned up and uh, then get messy again really quick. So let's just hope it's not cleaned up, and like you said earlier, until after Saturday. This game could make everything better, even if just for a short while. The whole season. I mean, they know they're not playing for anything this year, but this one game could really go a long way for everyone with that program and that fan base. Absolutely. Remember that list of names that uh, we went over yesterday of potential uh, candidates? Um the Omaha World Herald, I think it was, TJ. Mm-hmm. There was 21 potential candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one did you like the best? Because I've had one kind of emerge in my head since yesterday that I think is the right fit for Nebraska. Um, Matt Campbell's up there for me. I don't think they can get Dave Aranda. Um, I'm blanking on who it was that you liked, and I liked that name too. Um, we, we mentioned Mark Stoops. Oh, it was Mark Stoops. Yeah, yeah. I like Mark Stoops in the fit there. So I would say Campbell and Mark Stoops would be the two names for me. Well, I think it would be tremendously entertaining to have Mark Stoops at uh, Nebraska, and I hope that happens and it would be great. Whether or not it's the perfect hire for them or not, I don't know. But I'm looking here at, you know, since Bob Devaney and Tom Osborne. Now, Frank Solich had the unfortunate, a misfortune of coming on the heels of Tom Osborne because he had a really nice record there. He did. He had a but good he wasn't run. quite Tom Osborne, you know? He was 58 and 19, won the Big 12 championship, won the North three times, but it wasn't quite good enough, you know? They weren't winning national championships like Tom did. So they booted him, and that has started this unfortunate run. Callahan, Pelini, Barney Cotton for one game. Mike Riley had a, you know, a disastrous three years there. And then Scott Frost has taken it to never-before-seen depths. Um, And I think of that list, okay? How old was Callahan when he took over the job? I don't even know, but he was probably – he had been in the NFL. So 50-something maybe. I was going earlier, earlier 50s to maybe mid-50s. Pelini in his 50s maybe when he took that um, job? Maybe? I would say probably, yeah, late 40s, early 50s. I mean, he had been at OU and maybe late 40s. But Mike Riley had been out at Oregon State for a while. He was definitely in his 50s, don't you think, when he took that job? Yeah, I would think Scott- so with him. 
Scott Frost younger, and for a whole other reasons, everybody thought Scott Frost would work. He did a great job at Oregon. He did a great job at UCF. Shoot, they won a national championship at UCF, TJ. That's under right. Scott they, Frost. They did, yes. They and he's returning to. home, and, and I, I, don't, I give him a pass. I mean, everybody thought that was going to work. I, I don't know why it didn't work. It didn't work. But nobody, nobody said that was a bad hire at the time. But I look at the uh, OU formula for success, okay? And I even look back to the Nebraska formula for success. Uh, Tom Osborne and Barry Switzer were young whippersnapper coordinators at one point. That game of the century was a battle of offensive coordinators named Barry Switzer and Tom Osborne. And I think... The name that has emerged for me is Jim Leonard at Wisconsin. 39 years old, never been a head coach before, but Wisconsin knows that part of the country. I think he's going to be a really exciting, young, up-and-coming coach. And I think they need someone young, energetic, enthusiastic, wide-eyed like that to come in and turn this thing around. Not not somebody who's been around the block and coached at seven different places and has a big name, so that'll appease the boosters or whatever. I think they need to go get their Bob Stoops. OU's, what is it, 11 of the last 12 OU head coaches have been assistants, and the only one that wasn't is Howard Schnellenberger. Is mm-hmm. that the right stat? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Barry was a coordinator. Bob was a coordinator. Lincoln was a coordinator. Uh, Venable's a coordinator. All You go through all of them, except for Schnelli, who was a, obviously a tremendous success at OU. That's the only one. I think they need to go get their Bob Stoops. And I think Jim Leonard might be that guy. Am I crazy? No, I get that approach. And I don't hate it. Um, like you think you want to have the splashy, great name. Campbell's been a guy highly sought after by some teams that he's passed up, if you believe rumors. Um, some of these other names that are on that list are are what appear to be hot names that if you could get them. But you're right. Maybe it needs to be that young, energetic, sees things differently, obviously has no ties to the program, um, because when he gets there, people are going to want it done a certain way, a Nebraska way. And I think Scott got caught up in some of that because he was supposed to come in and be the young, dynamic guy that had this flashy off, and nothing ever panned out. And I think he was caught up in too much of what he knew Nebraska as, and it just wasn't what he had built his coaching around. So, And he'd take the job. And he'd take the job, yeah. That, like, that's the thing. Like, like The others that we've mentioned, we were questioning that yesterday. Is that better? Is Nebraska a better job now? Is this a better job? Mark Stoops has things going at Kentucky in the SEC, so is that's a step up, but does he want to take that jump? So you're right, And but a coordinator and a no, high No, unless he's annoyed. Unless he's like, he, I'm the all-time winningest coach in Kentucky history. I'm tired of playing second fiddle to John Calipari. It's Nebraska! Right. I, I, you know, I can, I, you know, he's a stoops. He thinks he can turn it around. I don't, I think Mark might take it. I don't think Teddy thinks it. Teddy just texted me. The other guys are pipe dreams. Maybe so. But Leonard would take it. I'll tell you this number two guy I'd go after is climbing. 
And I think that Kleiman would. I think Kleiman would take it. Now he's older; he's fifty-four, all that kind of stuff. But Dad Gummity's a good coach, man. Yeah, a, a young, energetic coach from Wisconsin just fits the mold, it seems. And if he's a dynamic recruiter and can go into living rooms and sell that history and that brand, but do it in his way and bring some defense back, and you know, start smashing people in the mouth, then you know, who knows what could happen. Here's the problem with that whole formula. Like, Scott Frost was a young dude. Well, that's I mean, what I'm saying. That's what, what we're saying is what Jim he Leonard, was supposed to not, be. He's he's younger than us. He's 47, I think. 46, 47. But Leonard's in his 30s still, you know? Scott Frost said it was exciting what he had going on at UCF. Like you said, they they claimed the national title, but what happened? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. He got there, and was ju- it just seemed right away that he was miserable, that he was just beat down, and it just never worked from day one. It just didn't work. And me and so many others thought that that was a great hire. It was a home run hire. He was the guy with the ties, but Before he had the dynamic offense. I was in love Frost. with Scott Frost, and it just didn't work. And it was right away, and apparent right away, and he just seemed miserable. Every press conference, every post game interview, anything that he did, he just seemed beat down by it. Hmm. I don't know. I'd go get Jim Leonard, and then if I was Jim Leonard at his introductory press conference, I would go, that's what I'd do. (laughs) You'd win him over instantaneously. Break time. Let's hear from you. 820 in the morning. You could text the show, Air Comfort Solutions, text line 405-651-3439. Back after this. The T-Row in the morning show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. RK Black brings you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Check them out if you're a small business out there and need help with document management, network solutions. They can set up your entire office. Copiers, fax, printers, 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Toby brought up no turnovers. You never say that. It's his fault now when the Sooners turn it over three times on Saturday. Does he just go around talking about no hitters in the third inning too? Uh, No, but I feel like I'm the one millionth person that's mentioned no turnovers so far this week. So they haven't turned it over yet. Well, stop it. Okay. Uh, the one thing Nebraska is good at that should keep Oklahoma on its toes is making games a one-possession final. That's true. They've been in a lot of close games over the last two years. They just can't win them. So this one says um, Nebraska gave up over 600 yards last weekend. I love the show. That's true. There was I mean, a po- the 600 yard part. Right, right. Yeah. And it's true that they love the show. Yeah, I guess. Um, there was a podcast last year before the Nebraska game with fans talking about their memories. Any way to get a link to it? It was gr- a great listen. That, that was uh, Chris on the Sooner Sports Podcast. So it should still be, I think it stays in the archive forever, as far as I know. So uh, if you go to Sooner Sports Podcast, I think you can just search there, Nebraska, and I bet it'll pop up. 
1990, OU 45, Nebraska 10, Mickey Joseph leaves with a broken leg. Mm-hmm. That was a nasty, too. I remember he went sliding into the bench area. Mm-hmm. Oof. Well, for his sake, you know, I hope he leaves with a loss Saturday, but not a broken leg. I wouldn't. Want no, we don't that need that. No. We don't need that. Uh, let me see here. Come on, guys. Do we really <laughs> do we really want to see Beedenbo in red pants? The answer is yes. Yes, yes, yes. we do. Yes. <laughs> More than anything. Um, I think it was Sean called off the air and said that um he thinks the red pants ended because like back in the day, obviously they didn't have the big contracts with Nike and stuff, and he said he thinks it was Gibbs had called to order his off season pants and they told him that red wasn't a big seller, so they had moved away from him. So he just ordered khakis that year. Even so. if it's just Brent, if everybody else in the coaching staff wears their normal attire, but Brent comes running out in Barry Switzer red pants, <laughs> just dope, right? Wouldn't that be uh, fire? No, it would be lit, like the kids say. Yes, Gosh, we it would so be cool. lit. TJ. We are so cool. Drip. He would come out uh, with his drip. But you got to change right before right? the game. You can't show it in pregame, right? You just when you come running out, you got look at that. Look, he's got the Switzer pants on. Just, that would be great. Just and he remember, runs over to Barry and gives him a hug. Brent gets a little ahead of himself. He's kind of wrapped up in the game day stuff. If you remove the pants to change them, be sure to put the other ones on before you run out, Coach. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, I have right. a pair of red polyester pants I can loan one of the coaches. I wear them on Halloween with my Switzer, uh, Switzer costume. What size? Let us know what size. <laughs> I'm guessing Brent. What do you think Brent's at? Like a 32? 34? I would say he's no. He's in really no. good shape, but 32. he's a football player. He's got to be a 32, yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, wait a minute. Am I hearing recordings of Oklahoma press conferences? Yes, we can play the press conferences. Yeah, we can yeah. play the press no, conferences. Stop it, people. Stop it. Um. Hey guys, I think uh, I. Hey guys, think about yeah. the stretch hey of Nebraska guys. coaches that haven't panned out since Osborne. We just had Schnelly and Blake. They could have never have fired Solich. That's from Kevin in Tulsa. Or they maybe. I feel like he sent that in before we went over yeah, the list of Nebraska yeah. coaches. Probably. Yeah. I uh, mean, listen, I'm a romantic. I know that pro- there, there's a whole bunch of people who feel like Nebraska can never get back to being what it once was. I'm, and I'm maybe starting they're to lean right. that way. I'm starting maybe to lean they're that right. way. They might be right. But, man, I want to hang on to believing they can. Starting next week, mind you. I t- the fan support is so great. The uh, facilities and everything, it's just – I know the whole thing comes down to recruiting. Can they recruit well enough? But – I don't know. I just want to believe they can still do it. They, they, they got the right guy in there. Oklahoma got the right guy. Oklahoma got Bob Stoops. He was the right guy. They were going through a Bill Callahan, Bo Pelini, Mike Riley era of their own. Scott Frost era of their own. It wasn't quite as long as Nebraska's here. But they were going through one of those, and then they got the right guy. I feel like if Nebraska could find the right guy, it's still possible there. It's still possible. I mean, 
maybe not to the level of winning uh, back-to-back national titles or just dominance the way they were, no, but, but it's possible to get in again. the mix. It's possible to get in the mix. Oklahoma State and, and Baylor have been in the mix over the last uh, decade, yeah. little decade plus, right. and they're, they're Waco and Stillwater. Nebraska, with their support, their fan base, their history, they can get back. It get just to a takes 12-team the right playoff. Guy. Right. They can, they can do that. They definitely can do that once the playoff expands, without a can't doubt. They, they could be Wisconsin, can't they? Why yes. can't they be Wisconsin? No, they can't. They can be better than Wisconsin, in my opinion. All right. So, and, and Wisconsin, what you're meaning there is, they're a player that go to Big Ten championship right, games, right? Be a, be, in the conversation, Bowls, maybe by November, play. maybe yeah. fall out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Nebraska OU rivalry was always based on respect for each other, from the fans to the coaches. There was never animosity. There was so much respect between the fan bases and coaches. Even at football banquets, sometimes Switzer would be a guest speaker at Nebraska's. Osborne would be a guest speaker at OU's. Kind of, you kind of hit on that earlier, you know, with the respect there. So, oh yeah, for sure, yeah. Let's still, it's here. still that way. Uh, Nebraska hasn't even been as good as teams like Kansas State. Zero reason they can't be a better version of that. I don't see why they couldn't be. Uh, biggest defense game so far, six combined sacks, all defense. Woohoo! Thanks, guys. Ronaldo from the village. Thanks for listening, Ronaldo. Um, question of the day Will the radio booth crew be wearing red pants? I wish. I you wish. got two days? Go get some red pants. Where, where do you think I can go? E- well, you get to Nebraska, you get to Omaha and Lincoln early enough on Friday. You got to be able to find some red pants around you think there. That, well, those will be Nebraska red. Well, they'll though. be Nebraska red. Good yeah. point. Anybody know where we can get some crimson pants around here? I think it's. I, I feel like we could find one pair of 32s for Brent. I don't know if we can find an entire radio cruise. Nobody sees us anyway. Who cares what we're wearing? Do they make red Lululemon pants? Because mm, we can question. get Teddy's really quick if that's the case. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, Teddy, and, and G- Teddy and Gabe uh, could definitely be <laughs> fitted. This one says, uh, <laughs> not rooting against Mickey Joseph, but Mule Shoe can break his leg. <laughs> Obviously sent in by Mike Steely. <laughs> Come on now, people. Uh, the difference in Frost at Nebraska versus UCF is he had better quarterback play. And as we all know, quarterback is the one position in college that can really elevate your team. I get that. I know that. And I know that was why they were so dynamic. But why couldn't he get that guy? Like, why did he have so much trouble finding a guy that could run his system? Adrian Martinez is... He's a good quarterback. Not terrible. No. And he's off to an... Well, let me look up his stats. K-State is off to a great start. I can't honestly tell you what Adrian Martinez has done so far. So let me look it up here real fast. But he's not he's not a Heisman trophy winner, but he's he's pretty good. He just he would choke in the big moments when he was there. Okay, Adrian Martinez. Come on. Here it is. Hang on. Okay, through two games. Gosh, he's not throwing it at all. I was going to say, I thought they had ran it a lot, even with him. So, 57% completion, no touchdowns, no picks. But he's ran it 26 times for two touchdowns. 
So he's not got killer stats, but man, they're playing good ball. He's got a running backs. What he's got? He's got. He's like. He's got twenty two over there. It's like give me, give me the ball. I'm gonna get it to Deuce. Scott Frost was just overwhelmed from day one. Did not know what type of program he wanted to have. Did not know the direction he wanted to go. He was overwhelmed by the shadow of Osborne and even uh, a shadow that he helped create. Chris so. Plank, absolutely right. He turned down Joe Burrow. Remember that? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, there's the downfall of Scott. Oh, I got Frost. some Teddy. I got some Teddy Layman opinions here. All right, you ready? Uh, okay. The, uh, this goes back to coaching candidates. Those coaches will not leave the Big Twelve conference. It's about to get paid, and OU and Texas are leaving. Zero chance. Mark Stoops is in line for the next big SEC gig. He says. True. Nebraska can definitely make it back, but it won't be with an already established coach that has their current program at all-time highs. Well, that sounds like he likes the Jim Leonard I, name. I, I think I could get behind your 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 thought process there, too. I think I agree with both of you. And Teddy also says he's already searching for red Lululemon pants. <laughs> Kelly wants to know what size I wear. Double uh, X is the answer, <laughs> Kelly. Uh, okay, Drake has no, it's nothing to do with the show. Okay, very good. Well, more of your thoughts when we come back, 836 on a Wednesday. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Toby's like, why is TJ playing this? I know where you're playing it. All right. Well, you go ahead then. Today is Julie Venable's birthday. That's right. Happy birthday. I'm hip to the socials. Happy birthday to Coach Venables' wife, uh, Julie Venables, today celebrating her 29th birthday. 29, how about that? Happy birthday, Julie. Oh, man, I feel like there's some more texts out there, TJ, I want to hear from. We got Chris Plank coming up next segment, so let's give, let's the, let's give the fans their voice here, TJ. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions. By the way, I may have a connection to some red pants. <laughs> uh, this one says, in 86, we wore crimson shoes. Hmm. It's from TD. Um, Switzer and Osborne didn't take over until 73. I don't know if you said something different than that. or no, I said they were coordinators in the game of the oh, century yeah. in 71. Uh, Kendall Bryles to Nebraska, this one says. Yeah, that's, that's the uh, stabilizing hire they need to make. I uh, like Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard's my name. 39-year-old defensive coordinator, Wisconsin. That's my name. Uh, I'm with TJ on this one. He sounds whooped already. I just think he's nervous uh, speaking in front of people like that is some of what was going on there with uh, Mickey Joseph. So uh, some people are nervous speaking in public, I being one well, of those. Uh, definitely the first time he has been in that situation, and there were a whole lot of cameras there yesterday, so. That, that he may be way he probably is way more comfortable standing in front of a football team. Oh, absolutely. Uh, on your road trip, Toby, you should stop in Salina, Kansas, and eat at Bogies. They have an amazing burger. They have amazing burgers and shakes. It's also the hometown of Brent and yours truly. That was sent in by Air Force Joe, who I met on Saturday at the tailgate. Yeah, I did too. Uh, is that in my path? Hang on. Uh, not 
really. It's not really the right direction, although we could may it's not too terribly far out of the way. I'll take it under advisement, but I got to get up there. We're leaving early because I got to beat the team there, Teach, to get the pregame interview, so I can't mess around too much. Suggestion uh, was asked for earlier. This uh, was sent in. Misty's Steakhouse also get Runza for fast food. I think that's okay. Runza, R-U-N-Z-A. Yeah, that's it. Runza, uh, it's a popular uh, – uh, where were we in baseball this year that uh, – Ty was with us, and he wanted to get some Runza. That might have been in uh, Blacksburg, Virginia, maybe. I'm not sure. To set, uh, (laughs) not reading Dallas Bill, trying to stir up problems, Dallas Bill. Uh, I don't recall Brent doing the finger guns on the plane. I recall a boxers one-two punch series. Yeah, that's more. That's right. There's a finger gun meme though, too, isn't there? I think we're getting that confused now that that text was sent in about the uh, boxer's punch. Huh. Now I'm second-guessing myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a boxer's punch, wasn't it? Yeah. I feel like I've seen a finger guns, though. Gosh, we're so stupid. <gasps> oh, Lee, come on. Uh, traveling through Kansas, listening on the app. Every time you go to commercial, it doesn't play the commercials, and it doesn't come back unless I switch to another channel. And then I switch back to you after three or four minutes. Not complaining, just making sure you know. Um, That app, do not use. Use the KREF app. You will not have that problem. You're listening to a different app. I suggest the KREF app. Definite finger guns. I'm sending it to you right now. Watching it? Okay. Well, I was second-guessing myself when they sent that. So, I think he points and then punches. So he does the pow-pow punch. I think so. I'm sending you the photo of the finger guns. Uh, see if you can find the actual meme itself. Yeah, I think you're right. I'll you find see, that. Did you get the finger guns? Well, yeah, I got the picture you just sent. Yeah. So, And I think you're right. I think that is what he does and then maybe takes a swing at the end. I'll have to try to find it. <laughs> Wait, this is, Why are we arguing over this? Such a, people are paying us to be on the air right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I said, uh, I've ran the scam for years. It wasn't just selling uh, uh, snacks out of my bag at uh, junior high. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Another vote for Misty Steakhouse. It's the place to eat in Lincoln unless you want tacos. In that case, ask uh, Switzer for taco recommendations. (laughs) I probably shouldn't have read that. Uh, (laughs) Don't overlook that Trev Alberts has ties to Lance Leopold. Uh, from UNO. All right, I won't overlook it. Don't overlook it. And there's been a vote sent in for Matt Hey, Rule. Teddy, would Lance Leipold leave Kansas to go to Nebraska, or is he loving the Big 12? What was your next one? I'm sorry. Um, Let's see here. This one's got a vote for uh, bogeys. Uh, OU's odds shuts out. Uh, odds OU shuts out Nebraska, this one's asking. Uh. Oh, I don't know. Um, Shuts out. That's going to be difficult. 20%. 20%. Yeah, I, I think you're maybe. You like that too, number? I think that may be a little too high, but yeah, 15, okay. 20%. Uh, this one says Gary Patterson to Nebraska, then they can recruit Texas again. Okay, I got it. Uh, thank you, Drake. Drake has sent me the gift. It's a finger gun point at the camera followed by a one-two punch. One-two punch. Yeah. But it starts with finger guns. Uh, I did not realize today was my birthday until TJ played that song. Thank you, TJ. 
Happy birthday. You're welcome. Happy birthday. The home run hire for Nebraska is Jamie Chadwell. He's only making about 900 k per year. Nebraska can pay him life-changing money. He's a great coach, young guy who can be there 20 to 30 years, and no doubt he would take the job. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Coastal Carolina. I, I, we, we, we talked about his name yesterday. Um, he has done a very good job over there. Let me see. He is 45. Still young. Still young, still good age. But he's been at Coastal Carolina, you know? I mean, he's, that's nowhere near middle America. Let me see where he was before that. Does he have any of the heartland in him? Got to have some of the heartland in you, Teach. East Tennessee State, Charleston Southern, Delta State, Coastal Carolina. No, not a good fit. <laughs> Thumbs not down. A good fit. Thumbs down. Nah, that's a no for me, dog. That's a no for me, dog. Chris Plank coming up next. Bringing you the physical, relentless, suffocating coverage of the Sooners you deserve. This is The Ref, the home of Sooner fans. A remix. Toby and TJ I don't know what's with going you. on with my music there. I don't know what the computer's doing. <laughs> Wrapping up a Wednesday, Working Man Wednesday, we welcome in now Chris Plank for the crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Good morning, Chris. I like the idea that people are giving us Lincoln uh, restaurant recommendations like we're staying in Lincoln or something. Well, let me explain. Uh, somebody uh, had asked for our Lincoln restaurant recommendations earlier. Ah, yeah, they're they're going context. to Lincoln for the first time. Where show should context. We eat? Yes. Okay. And I said, we're not staying in Lincoln. Look we're staying you. in Omaha, but perhaps the listeners can offer Look up some you. restaurant recommendations in Lincoln. So this is very... listeners looking out for listeners. Look at you. What's going on show here. context yeah. always helps a little yeah. bit. I was, uh, I was all eaten up uh, early this morning with a sports media podcast that was talking about the future of the Big 12. I'm sorry, Pac-12. Media rights deal. And I know that that's not necessarily a fun conversation in the middle of the football season, but it, it doesn't seem like the Pac-12 is getting the kind of offers they expected from ESPN. So I apologize for missing out that show context earlier you today, You are forgiven. Okay. Don't you worry about it another second. <laughs> I think there's also a little bit of bitterness, too, when I'm like, man, all these Lincoln restaurants sound awesome. I'm not going to get to see any of them <laughs> unless we're driving by them in the wee hours of the morning. I got good news for you. Go ahead. There is food in Omaha. Are you sure about this? I'm positive. I was there for two weeks, not long ago. <laughs> Have you already picked out the place we need to check out on Friday night? Uh, is there a go-to? No, right. no I, you know this is Gabe Eichert's category. So, well, you were uh, there for two weeks. I was, but that doesn't overrule whatever connections Gabe has. I don't know about and, Omaha. Uh, that might be a, a little bit out of his geographical reach, though, right? No, he's already sent me restaurant records. Are you serious? Yeah. Of course he yep. has. Uh, from, who was it from? It's a broadcast. Hang on, let me look it up here. Somebody, a broadcaster that he knows. Mm. Um, oh, you're making me. I can't think about it. Golic Jr. probably would be my first guest. Uh, Sage Rosenfels. Ah, then Sage, yes. Okay. La Bouvette downtown or Miss Pub? I'm, I'm already market. voting for Miss Pub. La, La Bouvette sounds a little fancy for. Sounds us, a little it? bit too uh, above my my my, my pay range. Right Who now. do you think should be the next head coach of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, Chris? You know, it's interesting because I kind of disagree with Ted. I I think 
which is hard for me to say out loud because I don't disagree don't with Ted on dare. hardly anything in life. But I think that I think we're all going to be blown away when we see the facilities this weekend. And uh, and again, maybe part of this is I talked to someone quite a bit who works there, and apparently Lincoln, Nebraska is the greatest place on planet Earth. Um, but I I think that there might be some interest there. From some names like uh, like Elaine Kiffin, I think there might be some interest there from a name like a Mark Stoops. You know, uh, you, you think about Kentucky; he's done it. He's done everything. He's the all-time winningest coach, as we learned this weekend in Kentucky history. They're going to honor him against Youngstown on Saturday. But I, I don't know if I'd be so quick to poo-poo that. Uh, but then again, I also look historically, and every single time this job has been open. Prior to Scott Frost, they never really got the guy they wanted, right? It would stay open for a little bit. They ended up hiring someone. Even the Bill Callahan hire was weird, right? And then went Mike Riley. That was weird. Everything post-Solich hasn't necessarily been who we thought they should get until they hired Scott Frost, and that was just an adjunct failure. So I think it's going to be here, – here's a question. Let me, let me answer a question with a question. Go ahead. Of the potential vacancies, one one for certain, just two projected. Nebraska, Auburn, or UCLA. Which one's the better job? No, UCLA's last. Exactly. Current oh, history man. and what current recruits know, Auburn is the answer there. Probably. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. But, th- I mean, Nebraska's... The answer's Auburn... And Auburn has a rivalry to sell. You've got that Alabama angle. Sure. You can bring a kid on that. Nebraska, that's one thing that's missing for them now, too. Yeah. They don't that's have right. that. That's right. TJ's hmm. telling it like it is. Got a lot of Nebraska on the show today, T-Row. Jess is going to join us in about uh, – Ask her who the next coach is going to be. 30 minutes from now, Nick Sinhert at 1035 this morning. So a lot of Nebraska talk on the show today to learn about the Huskers. All right, there. Stick around, everybody. Chris Plank coming up next. It's the Plank Show with Josh Helmer. Thanks to you fine folks for listening today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.